Hello and welcome to Nested Folders, a productivity podcast that starts now and will end in a period after some productivity talk. I'm Scotty Jackson. Uh, with me, as always, the wonderful Rosemary Orchard. Hi, Rose. How's it going? Hey, I'm pretty good. How are you? I am great, and I'm really interested in talking about you know the, the like the last mile of of projects or like a, the you know being able to see the end of something but not being at the end and thinking about dealing with that. Um, mm-hmm. I hope you're yeah. in, into that. Oh, yes. Um, yeah, I am. Before we get into that, um, hi, listener. It's lovely to have you here. Uh, as always, you can find our entire podcast, nestedfolderspodcast.com. And if you're interested in what you hear here and would sure like to hear more, hey, we have bonus episodes for those who uh, support us on the unnested feed. That's nestedfolderspodcast.com slash unnested, uh, where you can support us. Uh, but you don't need to. You can always just listen to this, uh, which you are, and we uh, we love you for it. Um so yes, I am. As we record this, it is almost November, uh, which means the end of the year is at hand. And I know we've done um, an episode in the past about closing a chapter, but it, before one ends a chapter, one maybe sees that the end of the chapter is nigh, and mm-hmm. whether that's the impending ending of a year, or the last stretch in a project, or the last phase of a program or getting towards the turn of a season or, or, or whatever it is one might be looking ahead to as kind of the last mile of a thing. Um, I wanted to talk about how we approach that. I mean, cause effectively that kind of becomes like a deadline and we're a ways away from the deadline, but we've started something in this hypothetical topic. Um, how do we get from where we are to that end point uh, in a way in which uh, we feel constructive about it and are not, you know, getting bogged down and just harried by, you know, the burning day to day of all of the various different things that we're juggling. Yeah, because I don't know about you, Scotty, but by the time I'm like almost at the end of the project um, with some things, it's like, OK, th- like this is good enough. And my brain's like, you can just finish now. Don't worry about it. Don't finish it. <laughs> you know, looking around my office, uh, there are there are lots of 90% done things or 95% done where it's just like, I just need to do this last little bit. And it just kind of sits there for a long time. But also sometimes it's just, you know, you, you, you get all the way through something and then you're, you're at the end and you realize you finished it and you, you kind of don't know when slash where that happened or how or why. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, so there, there are definitely, you know, two different kinds of experiences with this last mile. And I think actually that, like the fact that there are differences in that shows us how different some projects can be from each other. Oh, ab- absolutely. And that's, and that's why I think this, this last mile can be so um, stressful and problematic mm-hmm. is because in some cases, the last mile is like, oh, okay, here's my list of like 10 more things to do. And then I'm done. Look at me go. And in some cases, the last mile is like, Oh my goodness, we have been working on this project for the last six months. The delivery date is like three weeks away. We are not done. What? <laughs> mm-hmm. what, how are we going to spend our time between now and three weeks from now uh, to call it done? And so there is this magical moment in every project because I forget every single time, but a magical yeah. moment where I remember that um, getting it done is more important than getting it wonderful or even, or even perfect. I don't want to use the P word, but, uh, but the goal is, is, is done and, and done is 
um, potentially, depending on how much agency you have, is potentially a variable. You can define what what done is. And so I I think this is a great time to start looking at, okay, what are really the, I mean, in typical like project management parlance, what is the critical path? Like what are the things that absolutely must occur in order for this to be done? And what are those things that I really, really wanted to do to make it super shiny and wonderful that I can maybe defer or, you know, honor the fact that, you know what, I'm never actually going to get around to those and it's time to cut them out. And so it, when, when you're at that last mile, that creates a bit of a burning platform that allows that to maybe to be easier in a way to let, let go of some things. But I still need to remember to make the time to figure out what those things are and then, in fact, delete them. Yeah, because I think that's the thing, isn't it? A lot of us end up, you know, unknowingly abandoning projects um like okay yeah we're good enough we're done here and then it kind of hangs around in our systems and in our brains mm. for much longer than we ever intended and you know even if you're not actively thinking about that it it sort of sneaks up on you doesn't it you're there and you you're getting on with things you're doing stuff and you know every so often you'll just you know you, you'll see you know, this this little thing on your desk or whatever it is that's related to it or spot a name of a person that you worked with on it. And then, you know, and part of your brain, even if you're not aware of it, is they're going, yeah, we never really finished that. Mm -hmm. um, so to some extent, like part of the review, something I'm trying to incorporate more into my weekly review is identifying things that I feel I am done with. Um, and part of this is just going through and looking at my active projects and so on. So I'm making a point of separating out things which are ongoing things, which must stay living in, in my OmniFocus. Um, you know, whatever your task manager of choice is, you can figure out a way of highlighting them, whether it's on paper or in a digital system. Um, but, um, you know, a, a lot of it is, you know, looking at these things and trying to go, is this done? And to that end, I have actually started changing a lot of my projects to automatically be done when the things that I have identified to do with them are done. Because sometimes I end up looking at things and go, that's finished. But why, why isn't it done? There are no items in it. And, you know, part of this, mm. I need a better process and a system. But part of the planning process is identifying when the thing is done, isn't it? So by by figuring out, you know, what are my steps and saying, okay, well, when I've done that thing, we're, we're, we're done, we're good to go, um, is helping me with figuring out, you know, how to handle this end of project weirdness. Where is it done? Is it not done? Where you, you know, by sitting down and doing the thinking in advance... I can I can do that. And if I if something completes and I, I didn't mean to do it, I think, oh, actually, no, there are still things I need to do. Well, I can I can uncheck that. Um, and that's fine. I know that sort of automation is a little more difficult to do in other systems or on paper, but you can probably add, you know, some kind of syntax to it, whether it's a, a particular kind of star in the corner on a, a piece of paper or just a note in the project of no remaining tasks. Consider this done. Um, because by identifying that, it can help with the the hangers-on, which never really feel like they're done. But equally, you are done with them. That's a really good point. And I think when you when you start to whether uh, whether you're honoring what is done, or you're looking ahead to say what am I what am I not going to be able to do here realistically? Mm -hmm. um, when when you figure out uh, what is done and what you're not going to do, 
I, I don't think deciding that is enough. I think, like you said, taking the time to write that down or say it out loud and then honor that. Like if you are not going to work on, you know, widget X for this particular project that you're delivering, then take the, the, the document about widget X and file it away so that you're not looking at it. You're not have to feel like some sort of weird uh, subliminal guilt because it's still in your workspace. Um, clear reminders of those things that you are not going to do, clear them away. And so that they don't nag you and they don't make you feel like, oh, you didn't do this because you have said, I am not going, I'm not going to, or at least I'm not going to now, either or, right? Mm. And uh, I think... This is part of a, a larger sort of series of questions that I like to ask myself too. If I'm staring down the barrel of, okay, look, I have to launch this project in two months or three weeks or what, whatever my hypothetical example is. Um, okay. I'm going to sit down and think, okay. And I love paper and pen for this because it slows my, it slows my thinking down enough that I can keep up with it to ask myself, okay, if I'm going to make this date, if I'm, if I'm going to honor this end of year, if I'm going to finish out this last mile, what do I have to make? What are the things that I need to create? And therefore, what do I have to do? And those are not exactly the same questions. Um, and I don't think I, I like to break down, you know, if I say that I have to make, you know, a document or a process, that's fine for now. I don't have to break out the, the tasks about that just yet. I just need to know that that is a thing that I, that I have to have in my universe. What do I have to do? Maybe those are some discrete tasks that are things that I have promised or hangers on or what have you. Who do I need to involve? What, are, what people do I need to make sure I am including? Um, what help am I going to need? What dependencies do I have? So if I have to launch this project in three weeks or if I'm going to call something done in two months, what do I need? What am I relying on other people for? And make sure that I've got a handle on that. And I think once I've done that kind of a brain dump, now I have an inventory of understanding what I need to somehow solve for in this defined period of time. The good news is that I have a defined period of time in this last mile way of thinking. Um, yeah. And that will help me say, okay, I have just brain dumped 80 million things and I have until three weeks. Okay. So I'm not going to do 80 million things. Now we're going to, now we're going to choose which beloved parts of this we're going to, we're going to honor and, and, and keep running with. And that again cycles back into, well, what is the, what is the necessary and what is the, you know, un, unnecessary or, or nice to have or, or could cancel. And if it turns out that all of this stuff is critical stuff, then I need to renegotiate what this last, how long this last mile is, because maybe this last mile is a little bit longer than we all thought. Um, yeah. and, and that's a good revelation too, is to, is to discover that what I thought was the last mile is actually a middle mile. And there's going to be another one after that. Yeah. And I think, you know, that is the thing. Sometimes when we think we're at the last mile and we discover that we're not, that is demotivating. Naturally, it's demotivating. Mm. You thought you were almost done and now you're not. But sometimes the realization that there is a lot more work to do is, you know, is it's the point where you need to renegotiate things with yourself and other people. And for a lot of things, there is no shame in turning around and saying this is not going to be done by this date. We have all of these things to do. You can choose either you can pick some of these things, which we can prioritize to get done by that date, or you can pick a new date and get all of this, which you want. And sometimes mm 
sometimes this is very difficult to do. I, I, I understand and appreciate that. I had to do that at work recently. And it, it's not that people were unhappy with me. People were unhappy with the fact that the things had changed and it wasn't my fault, but I still had to deal with that. But, you mm. know, being able to say there, there's a limit to what can be done in this time. What do you want? Is good. Um, and sometimes we need to do that, but also sometimes we need to do this with ourselves. You know, am I going to get the entire house cleaned and polished and every single item of clothing washed and dried and put away by the end of the day? No, that that's not happening. But I can do these things, you know, whatever it is, which go towards doing that goal. And or I can say that I'm going to have it done by the end of the weekend, you know, and I, I have to pick one of those. And so choosing for myself what I would want to do with that can, you know, it's the last mile of this bit of the project, isn't it? Because don't forget, you can have chapters within a project. And sometimes maybe adding a chapter there is what we need. That's that's a really good point. And so as, as you say that, I had a couple of sort of internal reactions. The first one being that I think it's important to uh, look at um, an unfinished project from the perspective of you as the person who is doing it or has a role in it, as well as the perspective of the people who may benefit from it. So for example, uh, I have never attended a holiday party and thought, you know what, that would have been a lot more fun if their baseboards had been cleaner. <laughs> and yet, as the person who is hosting, I'm going to be agonizing about canceling clean baseboards off of the list in preparation. So yeah. there's 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 a split there, and 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 I uh, I I use that as an example because I think it's a little bit more universal than some of maybe my my worky work stuff. But it, there's a big difference between um, effort and benefit for you as well as your effort and benefit for other folks. And so as you reflect on, I love what you said, Rose, about you know, providing options. You know, maybe maybe we get this much now. And then these other things, and then that other thing, looking for groups and patterns um, amongst that which remains is is super valuable because um, it can help create some really good recommendations about how you deal with uh, the work that remains, um, both in terms of maybe you know packaging up different ways of delivering it, as well as maybe being a little bit more efficient about it. You know, if oh, you know what, actually, it looks like I need to work with Jimmy and Susan on these three different, you know, or seemingly different bodies of work. But boy, if I can somehow put them together and use Jimmy and Susan's time really effectively, as well as my own, hey, we might be able to do some of this a little bit, a little bit faster. So navigating um, patterns within what I've been able to brain dump really helps me understand better ways in which I could do the work and not just think about what the work is. Um, and then outlining, like you said, you know, here are some potential milestones um, along the way. So if, as I look at like this list or inventory of that which is still to do over this last mile, um, here are some you know really key moments of, okay, now we've done these five things that has led to a specific moment that now enables these other things to happen. Um, those are really good milestones to have identified and and carved out and communicated um, if other people need to know them uh, because it creates you know, a little bit of a common language in terms of getting work done. It also mm. creates a really nice sense of progress for me. Like you have unlocked level five. Okay, 
cool. You know, <laughs> thank you, Henry. Click. And, and now I've, I've made it that, you know, I've made it that far. I'm not talking about necessarily gamifying every project for oneself, but it's nice to know when you have reached um, a certain point, because that also helps you understand, hey, I reached that point a little bit earlier than I thought I was going to, or, oh, I think I'm reaching that point a little bit later than I thought I was going to. How does that affect the rest of the last mile? Um, those are good little measuring sticks to be able to temperature check oneself and say, hey, um, how am I doing against my plan here? Mm. And I think, you know, that something about that, you know, my, what is your plan? Sometimes it's worth looking outside of your project for what the plan is. Um, so, for example, mm. you know, your plan of clean the house is not just a plan of having a clean house, right? It's a plan of I'm having guests over next week and I want to be comfortable having them in my home and I want them to be comfortable in my home. So, you know, by 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 looking at the bigger picture with these things, what does this project enable or fix or 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 serve overall as well as what is the project can really help there. So my project to um, make sure that my 3D printer is properly uh, calibrated so that the bed is level, that is not just, you know, fix the 3D printer. It is fix the 3D printer so I can print these things that my dad asked me to print. So that, you know, and that will make him happy. And that also makes me happy because guess what? I like giving my parents stuff and they, they like 3D printed things apparently. So that's that's fun. But <laughs> all of these, you know, n no no project or task is an island. Somehow everything has a bridge or a link to everything else. If you do find something that is completely isolated from everything else, feel free to give it up if you don't want to do it. If you do want to do it, by all means, go ahead. But if you want to do it, that's a link. That's a link to your happiness. So really, if it's got no link at all, then you probably don't want it. But, you know, where are these things in the big picture? What does the actual end of this signify for you? And sometimes identifying that is incredibly hard slash impossible. But if you can identify even just one tiny part, that's probably, you know, going to help you get there, especially on those difficult projects where, you know, it's it's a bit of a slog to get to the end. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I like that a lot. And, and in concert with that, um, as you define some of these moments, um, I like doing the work back, um, the scheduling uh, approach to help me understand, um, how, how I'm measuring up against what my vision for the end might be. So let's say, for example, um, I might want to serve a turkey dinner at some point in November. Um, okay. So I know that I'm going to cook the turkey. That's going to take about six hours to happen. So if if a meal is to occur at 4 p.m. on a, on on date X, uh, I know that you know <laughs> at least uh, at least six hours before that that turkey has to be going into the oven. More than that, let's say, because I'm going to probably carve it and let it rest and all those sorts of wonderful things. Um, which means that if I want that thing brined because I care about that, uh, that means that you know at that point you know you know four days leading up to that. That turkey needs to be brined and going into the fridge. But guess what? The turkey that I buy is going to be frozen tight as a cannonball. Okay, so it's probably going to need some thaw time. So, you know, another period of time before that, which means I will... Now I'm understanding when I have to have purchased this turkey and have it in my freezer in order to understand when it has to be served because I'm starting, I'm starting at the end and working back based on how long I think each thing will take. And right. on more than one occasion... I have thought to myself, you know, okay, Halloween is the 31st and we're going to need to buy costumes and have them shipped and so on, which means I would have had to have started, oh, September 8th, 
Okay, well, it's not September 8th. It's way, it's way past that. Okay, so obviously some of these things are going to have to either shorten the delivery time on somehow or um, cut them loose. And a workback schedule is a great way of helping me um, sanity check what I think is possible by, you know, challenging myself to estimate the time associated with all of these things to see if it actually adds up. Because if a workback schedule takes you to a time and place before where you are, that's where you know you need to scrunch some some things some things up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that is the thing. You know, like what what can you move, right? If if something right. is is being difficult, what is it that you move? Well, you you can't move defrosting the turkey. That is impossible. But maybe you can squish down the brining. You know, obviously it's not going to be as good. But a mm-hmm. turkey that's been brined for a day is better than a turkey that's not been brined at all, right? Or at least I Correct. assume so. Um, so you you know it it makes sense to revisit these things and, and review these things from that perspective because don't forget what you originally planned out might not be true anymore. So originally you said you were going to do all of these parts of this project. Well, guess what? The requirements have changed. The way you think about it has changed. Uh, the weather mm-hmm. has changed. Whatever it is, re- you know, reviewing the actual plan versus reality and doing that comparison for you know getting through that very last part that to me is also very important just because you wrote something down as i need to do this does not mean you actually need to do this because that's right everything that goes into your task management system is aspirational okay until it's actually done it you know it, it, it's something that you intend to do rather than something that you must do and sure, there are some things in there where you think, Rose, if I don't pay my credit card bill, then I'm I'm not going to be able to, you know, do stuff. Like, fine. But until you've paid the credit card bill, are you going to pay the credit card bill? I'm sure. I'm sure you will. But some of these things, you know, you look at them and you've planned them out of, oh, yeah, and I must not forget to, to pack this particular extension lead for this trip. And you can't find the extension lead or it's broken or something. Well, guess what? You're still going to go on the trip, right? You're not going to cancel the trip because of an extension lead, or at least I hope right. not. So sometimes, you know, reviewing these things and the extension lead is a stupid example, just as the credit card is a stupid example, because I'm sure all of our listeners are, you know, self-aware of enough of these things that they can see clearly the difference between the two of them. But for example, something like, oh, I, you know, I am going to this particular thing and I was intending to wash my hair like the day before I go because it looks nice on the second day, whatever. Um, but I don't have time to to properly wash, dry, and style my hair that day. <gasps> okay, cool. Uh, guess what? It's fine. Don't worry. I'll I'll, do, mm-hmm. I'll just wash a day off, or the you know the day before that in the evening, whatever you know. Adjust the expectations of the project to match the reality, and adjust your personal expectations of yourself to match what you need for the accomplishment of this thing. That's a really good point. And I think as you talk about expectations in that way, expectations are what drive the critical or uh, being able to define what is critical and what is not. But a slightly different lens is the non-negotiable. So so I like how you you tease that apart because what I think is critical now, I may change my mind about that in two weeks based on what is non-negotiable, right? I cannot negotiate... As much as I would love to, I cannot do anything about daylight savings time. That's going mm-hmm. to happen. I cannot rearrange the Gregorian calendar. I do not have agency over that. Um, g- gravity is going to keep gravitying. 
Okay. There are, and there are other things that are more specific that are not negotiable. These are not things that can move. And so that becomes, um, a great lens to define. Okay. Does that, does that change what I see as critical based on where I am in space and time and knowing that there is an Im- immovable part to this? Um, so I, I so I, I like how you said that because there there is a lot of fluidity to how we define that which is critical and that which is optional because if you have twenty four hours to go and you, this thing has got to happen uh, come double hockey sticks or high water then then what you thought was critical two weeks ago guess what we're going to have to cut that because in order to make this thing work. We're going to have to pare some things that are incomplete down and we'll figure out what we do about that after the fact or, or not, or maybe now in this moment, we'll solve that. But, um, how we define critical, just as like you said, how we put things in our task management systems or as we write things down, there's like a little hidden asterisk behind everything that is like, you know, maybe subject to change and. And that's, and that's okay. In fact, that's beneficial because when you bump up against the, that which is non-negotiable or that which is immovable, you have to be ready for change because that's just it. And so staring down the barrel of the last mile, it is really interesting to think about what you think is critical in this moment as you approach the last mile. And if you still feel that way, you know, halfway between now and when you hit that the end of what that last mile looks like. Yes. Um, yeah. Because once you've, once you've done that, you know, even if you've renegotiated things down in, in the last second to try and get rid of some of the requirements of things that you are literally just not been able to do, then, you know, y- y- you're done at that point. Mm-hmm. And even if you then have to go back to it and, and do more things on it, consider that a new chapter because you've completed a section. projects can have chapters just like your life has chapters um or seasons or periods whatever it is you want to use you know just same as any calendrical um you know division of time but you know you know once once you've got through that remember to enjoy the success because the harder a project is to do sometimes when it's over it's like finally okay i'm moving on no, right. don't do not do that to yourself. Give yourself permission to enjoy the fact that you have succeeded. By all means, eat chocolate. Do whatever it is. Um, you know, go crazy. <laughs> get, get takeout. Um, crack open uh, a beverage of your choice. Um, but remember that you have accomplished a thing and you should be proud of yourself for doing that and happy that you can, you know, enjoy that you finished the thing, whatever it was. And yeah, okay, maybe it's not finished, finished. There's a new chapter to it. In the moment where something is technically done, you know, whatever the deadline is or whatever it is, is passed and something has been delivered, enjoy it, celebrate your success and come back to it a while later, however later is appropriate in, in the context of the thing, to with, with slightly fresher eyes. Obviously, if you can, like you would take a break and things from this. But I know with some things, that's absolutely not possible. There's just no way of doing that. Um, you know, the best that you've got is great. Well, we we ship this bit, but you're expected to keep doing it. OK, well, I guess I'm going to go take a bathroom break then get a glass of water, stretch. <laughs> um, but but do try and take a bit of a break, um, you know, between 
those parts when when you've got through that final slog because i found actually a lot of my projects have just got sections and chapters within them like for example my project to automate all the things in my home is never going to be complete but <laughs> setting up things so that guess what my washing machine i can see its status of the cycle in in a home assistant it's pretty cool like nice the, the next step is actually sending a push notification when it finishes but i'm working on it but I should celebrate the fact that I can see the status right now in the second. And that's fabulous. So, yeah, we have to enjoy all of the parts, even if sometimes, you know, sometimes you might just find that you never want to think about it. But at the very least, do yourself a favor and write down, I did insert whatever the name is of the thing that you've just done. Or draw a squiggly picture if you don't know how to describe it. But you've done the thing. Absolutely. Yeah. And so when, as you, as you, as you are planning ahead for your last mile, know that when you get to the end of that last mile, yeah, like, like Rose, just like you said, there are, there are nested folders episodes waiting just for you with your headphones on, ending a chapter and beginning a chapter, uh, links in show notes. Um, this is, this has been awesome though. I, I, I am right in the throes of this thinking about, you know, how to get from, from here to the end of this year. So I've really, really appreciated the chance to, to think about this and talk with you uh, as always, Rose. It's been awesome. Yes, I I really appreciate the fact that we get to do this on a regular basis, Scotty. Um, and honestly, I'm very I'm very fortunate in that this never feels like a slog. But uh, that somewhat makes up for some of the other things in my life that occasionally. <laughs> That's right. Nested folder is supposed to uh, spark joy. Uh, keep that. Um, and thank you, uh, listener, for hanging with us. Uh, it's uh, been lovely having you, uh, and I hope you've uh, enjoyed this uh, just as much as we have. Uh, as we said at the beginning, uh, as, I, uh, as I said at the beginning, um, you can find all of our episodes, nestedfolderspodcast.com. If you would like to support us, gee, we'd, we'd love that. Uh, that would be fantastic. And uh, for that, you would get a bonus episode uh, every month where we answer uh, listener uh, questions and queries and challenges. Uh, that's at nestedfolderspodcast.com slash unnested. You can contact us from our website. You can find us on Twitter at nestedfolders. Uh, but you can also find us uh, as individual human people on the internet. Rosemary Orchard, where might that be for you? Uh, for me, that's rosemaryorchard.com. And uh, of course, you can also find me on Twitter and micro.blog with the usernames Rosemary Orchard. Scotty, what about you? Uh, I can be found uh, on the internet at heyscottyj.com or by the same name on Twitter at heyscottyj. Um, this has been great and uh, look forward to talking to you again uh, in a couple of weeks, Rose. Talk to you soon. Goodbye, everyone. No turkeys were harmed in the making of this episode.